Hello, Fight Insight fans, viewers, and listeners. I'm the Filipino podcasting machine, Prince D, and with me as always, the man formerly known as Timbo Slice Timmy B. Before we start, please take a moment to follow and like and subscribe to us on YouTube or wherever you get your pods. If you'd like to support the show, check out MiddaySquares.com and use the code FIGHTINSIGHT15 to save 15% on your first order. On today's episode, we speak to a flyweight fighter ready to put out the world on notice as she fights for Combat A Global. Discuss the fallout. <laughs> discuss the fallout of Nag. Oh my gosh! Nganu. Nganu. Oh my gosh! Discuss the fallout of Nganu's win and a whole lot more. Tim, hit it. Yes, Timmy B. Prince D. Fight sight. Literally, our guest was just saying that this was a professional podcast, and then you did that. Okay, guys, so normally I do like a nice introduction of our uh, guest, but I'm going to do it a little bit differently. As some of you may know, we are on Filipino TV across Canada every week on their show, Sports Weekly. And so maybe about a month ago, they asked a question about who is the best upcoming Filipino fighter that they should be on the lookout for. And I'm gonna play you a clip from the television show. This was about last month. Best Filipino fighter to be on the lookout for. Here was my answer. So I'm gonna go down to a young professional who is just starting her professional career fighting with Combate Global, which is a local promotion in Mexico. Her name is Tyler Schaefer. She's a Filipino fighter, represents the Filipino flag. We got reached out to by her management team. She's represented by Ruby Sports Entertainment, which is a huge uh, agency around mixed martial arts. They said, be on the lookout for this girl. They said, Tim, this is the girl. This is the next big thing. Um, so they've reached out, told us about her. We, I did some research into her. She's looking good. She's looking like she's going to be a force to be reckoned with. That is my pick. So go find her. I think she's on Instagram as at Tai Shea, S-C-H-A-E. Check her out. Uh, hopefully we will have her on our podcast. And we do have her on the podcast, Prince. So that we willed that into existence. Ladies and gentlemen from San Diego, California, please welcome Tai Shea <laughs> Hi, guys. Hello, Oh, my Tai-Shay. gosh, those old videos of me fighting make me cringe. I'm like, oh, my God. Hey, I'm glad I, are... I've improved since then. <laughs> if you've improved, then like, flyweights oh around. Then flyweights around the world got to be worried because you were, like, beating people up pretty bad in those highlights. <laughs> Oh my god, I didn't know what I was doing. I was like fine I, emotional. When I, was, when I was looking through your videos, I'm like, oh my gosh, this person just like finishing all your fights. You were knocking them out, submitting all of them. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, I've I, when I was fighting for Tenth Planet San Diego under um, Manolo Hernandez, which he's still my boy. I have a really great relationship with him. He was having me actively fighting, um, say 2018. So I, have, I even have fights in Mexico. So like my amateur record total is six and two. Nice, wow. nice. And One so of them, um, the, that I lost like my amateur debut. I fought actually heavier because I was a big girl when I started. I was like 160. <laughs> One for, for other reasons, I was in another relationship, not a okay. very healthy one. And then obviously I got my, my head out of my ass and I started training then, you know, I started losing weight. So I was about like 140, 143, and that was pretty skinny to them. So on yep. my amateur debut, I fought, um, what is it, uh, featherweight? 
Mm. Yep. Yeah. All right. And then I dropped two weight classes after that. Um, yeah, because obviously that was just not the weight class for me. And then on my second loss, we actually had a rematch. That that loss was um, for Golden, um, for Golden Boy. Actually, they yeah. Had was it that when at, you were? That's um, when you were on the, That's when you were on the Tito card, right? The Tito, the Tito yeah, Papadel. the Tito versus Ortiz, which is was a great exposure and opportunity. Yeah, um, that's amazing. I lost that fight, but then we got a rematch, and then I won, and that nice. was actually in my hometown. So. That oh, was amazing. a really good emotional fight. I worked really hard for that. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Let me ask you. And a she question. was a tough girl. She was actually Filipino too. Uh, how dare mm -hmm. you then? How dare you? Prince wouldn't know who to cheer. <laughs> Prince wouldn't know who to cheer for. Filipino win. <laughs> I, I'd, be in, I'd be in there having a seizure. I'd be like, "What am I supposed to do now?" <laughs> I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Ati Ati please do it. Tai Shay. Let me ask you a question about that because you're fighting in your hometown. Obviously, that gives you like a lot of energy because the crowd would be behind you and all that. In today's day and age, in the world that we live in, where there's like a lot of those UFC fights in like dead arenas, or uh, I think it was last week, the Invicta card, which has to be an organization maybe that you'll set your sights on one day. They fought in an empty church. Did you see that? Invicta did? Yeah. Their last event was literally in a church. Like you could see the the... Um, stained glass windows and stuff. Oh, all the I... all the pews were removed, and they put a a cage in the church. Wow! I honestly I didn't know that. Yeah. I had no idea. I didn't even hear anyone talking about that. I mean, yeah. Well, and this is kind of an awkward story because I was originally signed with them. Oh, okay. I did not know this, so that wasn't a setup. <laughs> well, I... I never fought for them. I was signed with them for a year. Okay. Um, and then. Also, I was at a different management team. I ended up leaving to okay. go to Ruby Sports and Entertainment. Hello, Ruby. Met Hello, Remy. Remington. Yeah, that's my boy right there, man. He takes care of me and Tyler. Like, man, uh, the experience that I had in Miami for Combate, like, that spoke high volume on him awesome. and the team. And I'm just forever in debt with him. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I, so we ended up getting released from Invicta and then I signed with Combate just because they're going to keep me more active they're going to have like at least 30 something fights nice. I believe Invicta's only having six fights this year and yeah. you know I haven't really fought in two years since that last fight that you guys um posted on the intro with um Jasmine Pouncey that was actually okay. my last amateur fight I think that was like a year or two ago and then I hadn't fought since and then um, and Victor was cool when I was signing with them because we just had to ask like permission for me to fight for other organizations, which they were cool about. Yep. Um, so that's how I was able to fight for Combate when still being signed with them. Yeah. And that's when we took that six days notice, which was insane. We didn't and know anything about the girl. We were just like, fuck it. Let's fucking do it. I'm fucking good. <laughs> and that, and that's, and that's what, uh, now on one note, we have heard that Invicta and Shannon Knapp there is really good about that because we've talked to other girls and they say, yeah, she's great. She'll let you go to other organizations and make money, stuff like that. So that's great. But tell us about that six day notice fight. Like, how did that work out? Like, you just get notice and then you just got to fly off to Mexico? Well, originally, so I fought December 12th. Um, they had asked me 
probably around like November to be on that card to fight um, Loba Costa. So nothing went through. They're like, oh, we already found her an opponent. I was like, all right, cool, no worries. And then once it came down to December, the a week before the fight, I guess Loba ended up hurting or breaking her ankle or something. So then that's when they asked me um, if I wanted to take the short notice fight. And then they, they told me the name and me and her are super cool. Uh, Rosalind, you know, it's kind of like that woman supporting woman, just only meeting on social media. That's just kind of what it was. And, you know, there was no ill feelings and I knew she was a tough opponent and a worthy opponent. So I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't know her record. I don't see anything on here. It just shows like her amateur record. I think she lost. And then it was her pro debut and she won. And that fight I was able to pull up and I was like, oh yeah, like, yeah, let's fucking do it. So nice. I had told Remy, <laughs> like, it was funny because when he asked me, I was like, I think I was at work. We had Muay Thai fights going on and I'm over here drinking, taking shots. <laughs> and he asked me and then I looked at my boyfriend and I was like, well, what do you think? And he was like, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, all right, well, let's stop drinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Remy was like, well, how much are you weighing? And I'm like, well, I think I'm 140 because I felt like 140. So after those fights, we spoke to my coach. He agreed. He said, let's do it. And then I get back to my house that night and I weighed myself. I was 147. And yeah. we had to do a catch weight at 130. And I was like, mm, all right, well, it looks like <laughs> I'm going to be eating the air and drinking water these next week. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So wait, in stick, that's six days? You had six, six days, days to drop that? Yeah. Ooh. So the next day, like we like we came home that night, came home pretty late. The next morning, we we're all business. Like I went on a crazy run, did crazy sprints, shadow boxing, and I was able to drop like three or four pounds just that day because I can drop weight pretty quick, pretty good. My body's pretty good about it. Nice. So I, I didn't have no worries. But I then using the adobo as well. I had to eliminate the rice <laughs> with brown rice. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I well, obviously I had to eat, you know, because like you need yeah, to yeah. burn metabolism, you know, uh, or you have to get your metabolism burning. So um, yeah, we we just did the thing. We flew out Wednesday morning. Didn't get there around like Wednesday night, and um, it was a crazy experience. It kind of had me all over the place. So it was really hard to focus on my weight cut because I was limited on time. Yeah. And then another incident happened with my blood results. Oh. Yeah, they gave me a positive for hepatitis B. It was a false positive. So that made me freak out. Oh. Luckily, it was a false positive. They ended up sending me, uh, I think that night to like a clinic, a doctor to redo my test results. And then yeah. I literally... You know, it was just kind of hard to focus. Like, dude, you're messing yeah. with my, health, my, how can I focus on my weight cut? How can I think about fighting? How can I think about weighing in if I might not fight if this result is true? I mean, yeah. obviously I felt fine. I had no symptoms, none of that. But, you know, it does kind of scare you a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's like that's like Dana White sending you a text saying he's going to sue you as you're walking into the uh, event, right? Like, you yeah, that and you're just story? like freaking out. Like, what yeah, the hell? <laughs> like mind games, man. Yes, well, yeah, definitely mind games. Like that, that one was tough, but you know, you asked Remy and 
I cry to him like a baby, but he says like, you know, things like this happen. And he said, I handled it really good, which um, impressed him. I was just trying to really calm myself and just focus on my weight cut and just pretty much just listen to my coach, my, you know, my boyfriend. And then my manager was just like, dude, you're going to weigh in and you're going to fight. Just focus on that. And I did. And thankfully the results came back negative. Everything was fine. And I was able to fight. Um, no, which that's... was cool about my opponent because word got around. I don't know how. I thought that was supposed <laughs> to be like confidential. Yeah. But even my opponent was like, no, like she took it last minute. Like we'll still scrap, you know? Like nice, she didn't nice. even give a fuck. I mean, I that's don't know about crazy. that. I would have been like, no. Yeah, because <laughs> like, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I cannot fight you. It's possible. Can I fight you with like a full gown PPE gloves and mask? And- <laughs> I know. I'm like, yeah, let's just have a whole face shield and we'll just fight. <laughs> yeah. But so, Taisha, they must have loved you in Combate Global because you go there, you take a fight on six days notice, which obviously helps the promotion. And yes. now, congratulations, because now you've signed a multi-fight deal with them, yeah. which is incredible. So congratulations on that. That sets Thank your you. career <laughs> on the path. Yeah. Uh, how, like, how soon do you think you're going to fight for Combate? And, um, how many times would you like to fight this year? You just said that they've got 30 events, so we could book you for 30 of them. Um, So I, I'm pretty sure with my deal, I have about like five or six fights with them. Um, nice. Don't quote me, but I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is from me looking yeah. at my contract and speaking with <laughs> Remy. Um, yeah. I heard it. I heard it's five. I think, I think it's, five, it's five. Five. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Um, but what's cool about with, with combate since they're having so many fights like it's not an issue if i like turn one down you know like there's always right. going to be one six weeks after yeah. um they actually wanted me to fight i think february 25th but i'm still healing from my injury that it's not going to be smart for me to go in and let's say if i you know hurt it and make it worse and then i'm really out so they asked me okay well, what about march and i said yeah, cool. Like that gives me time. But then just the other day I was speaking with Remy. So it's going to be looking like April 29th. I'll be fighting oh. um, for Combate. Nice. That's Which so gives awesome. me plenty of time for my foot. Cause it's not my toe. It's like the bunion, like the toe knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ty's like, it's, it's the bunion. It's the bunion. And I've All been right. wearing a bunion corrector. <laughs> Okay. And There's it's a... actually been helping, but we um we call it Drax, you know, from Guardians of the Galaxy. That's the name for my uh my bunion that me and my coach <laughs> you know came up with. All right. Now this <laughs> podcast this <laughs> this pod this podcast is not <laughs> being aired live, but somehow somehow we're getting a lot of feet fetish people texting right now asking for photos of Drax. So oh, no. you know. Yeah, they're gonna so have to probably be careful. They're gonna probably pay money to fix this shit. Yeah, they're probably not gonna want to see these. <laughs> I don't know. There's there's weirdos out there, Taisha, for sure. <laughs> That's so weird. People, people like, <laughs> it's like take my strong foot. <laughs> Taisha, uh, you talked about like your weight loss and like starting, and it sounds like you started martial arts later in your life. When I I did old? I I think I was. 23 24 oh, damn. um but i've always had a, an interest um 
infighting because my two older brothers used to um, pursue MMA. Oh, my okay. oldest brother, he stopped. Um, and then it was my second oldest brother, which still continued it. But then when my sister passed away, he was, you know, he kind of, you know, was getting in the street fights and, you know, kind of right, causing right. trouble outside, kind of rebelling. Um, so that kind of put a halt on his career. And yeah, when my sister passed, that was like a different coping for everyone. You know, yeah. I was already in my pastime sport, which is BMX. So oh, get out. I, was, cool. I was racing BMX since I was eight. I turned nice, pro. Nice when I was 17 and I stopped when I was 19. Um, I was, I stopped when I was like in college, like okay, after okay. college. Right. Um, I just, I mean, it just wasn't for me. You know, I felt like I accomplished a lot and I just felt like as I got older, I was like, you know, I want to do what I always wanted to do. Cause my dad was kind of like the type, like it's either BMX or nothing. You know, I think he was afraid for me to fall in love with another sport and this yeah, you know, yeah. BMX kind of drift away. Cause you know, I was good. I mean, I've, I've had a couple belts and titles under my name with BMX and That's I cool. think it helped translate it in fighting with my takedown defense because of the legs and the hips right, having a right. strong base. So BMX did a body good for MMA. <laughs> nice, nice. But yeah. I, I believe I started 2016 I was inconsistent. I had my first amateur fight 2017, still inconsistent. And nice. then during, I was with my ex at the time. And then that's when, when we broke up, that's when I was really like on my stuff. So nice. 2018, I like to say is when I really was starting because I was like on it and active and just training every single day. Um, yeah, so 23, 23, I, I started 23, 24. Nice. And I'll nice. be 29 this year. So, oh. all right. Well, congratulations. And no, that's amazing. I mean, that's, you know, because you hear about that a lot about people, unfortunately, like you hear people are in bad relationships or whatever. And then martial arts kind of gets them out of it and or that's their outlet as they exit. And that gives them like, just a purpose, even if you don't become a professional or an amateur fighter, but it gives them yeah. that kind of purpose and that training. And also there's a sense of family, right? When you're in a, yes. in a martial arts institution, that really helps you because it's strong individuals around you. So that's great. Yeah, of course they, they definitely, my coaches, the gym, my teammates, just being surrounded by them in that environment really yeah. helped gain like my, my confidence and my independency back. Right. And they just helped me realize a lot of things and, yeah, I ended it, finally had the strength to end it, and no, here I am doing way better than how I was, and yeah, I'm very yeah. grateful for for the people that, that had my back during that time. Um, forever grateful for that. <laughs> no, that's beautiful, and you're giving back, too, because you said, and I apologize, so for people that don't know, we're recording this, uh, Tai Shea is her 7 a.m., so thank you so <laughs> much for waking up for us. Um, but I know that you give back to the community because you're you teach kids and stuff, right? So you teach kids at your gym. Um. So the the videos that you see, um, those are actually that's actually at my job. I work at the boxing club yeah, in downtown. Yeah, okay. I'm one of the coaches and trainers. Okay. We actually have some pretty dope um, fighters on there too, and, and that work there that are coaches okay. as well, and awesome. you know, um, or just people who have retired and that are just coaches trainers now yeah um 
but I do hope kids, um, just at my actual gym, if, if they are around, you know, yep. um, but no, I'm, I'm not, I, I did when I was in BMX, you know, I would have clinics, okay. I would train the youngins at the track. Um, yeah. unfortunately right now, the atmosphere that I'm in, I'm not really too much around the kids for me to help. Oh, okay, okay. But if I do kind of get the preteens or teens, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I'm all for it, helping them and, and getting them better to evolve in this sport. For no, sure. That's awesome. yeah. Well, no, and you'd be such an inspiration to them because like, you know, I, I mean, just meeting you now, you're a very outgoing, personable person, but you have a good story, right? You've lost the weight, you like all those things that people might, um, you know, relate to, and then they'd be able to talk to you about that. So that's amazing. I do have to ask you about one of the gyms you're at. I saw this on your post. It's okay. not so much about the gym. Oh, you're loving the, the, the background. Painting. The background, mm -hmm. if you can see it. So if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we're showing a picture. She's in a gym. And in the background, it's all these like cool arts of like the Street Fighter characters. The Street Fighters, yes. That looks pretty we awesome. Like, that is my Muay Thai gym. That's my striking okay. gym. So okay. Coach Zach is my striking coach. Um, I'd say he's, he's my MMA coach too, but I know he likes to stick more on the striking side. <laughs> okay, um, all right. But that he actually has jujitsu there and wrestling, you know, but it's mainly a Muay Thai gym. And um, one of my teammates and one of my longtime friends, Michelle, she's actually an artist. Her kids and husband go there, too. And she's actually the one that painted that. She did those? Yes. And those quick, are pretty awesome. She is so talented and nice. so creative. It's like she actually did a painting of me and my sister who passed away. And like, I still have it framed up. So wow, beautiful. any cool paintings, you know, shout out to Michelle, <laughs> nice. but they're obsessed with that street fighter, Pokemon cards. Like I yeah. love it. There's such gamers and creativity <laughs> going on there at the gym. Well, you can, I don't know if you can see, but in my background, I have a street fighter arcade machine. Oh, you don't want the, the street fighter, uh, fade to me. You don't want, you don't want that. What? You don't want the smoke. I don't <laughs> know, man. You. People. You grew up in beautiful San Diego. I'm sure you're outside on the beach. I'm growing up in frozen Toronto. All I was doing was in bowling alleys and, and pool billiard halls playing Street Fighter, man. I will. I don't know. I don't I'm pretty know. good. I, I stay winning. I make my boyfriend cry. We'll go to Coin Off downtown, <laughs> which is a um, it's a bar, but it has all these old school games. Yeah, so it has yeah, like yeah. Arcade machines like that. Yeah. Um, and his roommates too. I be I will I be whipping ass on fighting games. Who People underestimate me. Who do you use? I use Chen Li all the time. Oh man, <laughs> you don't even have oh, okay. Uh, I go for the woman and I I'd be like, uppercutting the hell out of you. That's like I probably don't know what I'm doing half the time because I'll be pressing all the buttons. Yeah, but then yeah. once I get comfortable, I just think of it like an actual fight. I'm like, okay, uh, just wait and I'll counter. Pop up. All right. All right. I got it. You know what? But I got to say, though, I got to pay respects. Your striking and your technique. Yeah. Flawless. Like, thank you. you. Turn the hips. Every, even your Muay Thai kicks. Like, I when we were showing the real your Muay Thai kicks, I swear, I'm like, my gosh, did this person chain in Bangkok? Like, what's going on over here? <laughs> like, the kicks, you turn all the way through your, your, your hooks, your straights, they're all perfect. And they're like, immaculate man so like i just gotta say the striking is amazing like it's thank it's you. Yeah. thank you I, I really became i'm telling you after that loss with my amateur i really made it my duty to like really focus on my striking but not just like the physical aspect of it 
once I started training with Zach Shepard, I think I've been training with him for three years now. And he really taught me the IQ side of it. Mm-hmm. And then obviously just crisping me up, fixing like my kicks, my punches. Um, my hooks was from my boxing gym at Azteca. And I just did my homework. You know, I knew I wasn't going to get better just by going to the gym or doing PTs. I'm like, dude, if what's going to make me success- successful is doing all the basic boring shit. So mm-hmm. I did that at home. Jump roping, doing footwork, doing bag drills, like anything you can think of, like I was doing it. And I still do it to this day. And I still teach it on to my clients. I have like a foundation with my clients because of my experience, you know. So yeah, it's just it just became an obsession. And I just worked really hard at it, dude. So thank you. That means a lot because yeah. when I say I came a long way, I literally came a long way. Like literally from the ground up. Like I had no experience prior to this, just BMX and maybe like street fights. Like that's it, you know? Yeah. I think that helped with me not giving yeah. a fuck, getting hit in the face, but. Your fights are looking like Ty Bo videos. It's like turn, turn, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good, yeah. Use good your body, use your body. You know what I mean? And like you caught someone with a straight hand like in one of your fights, like it was like, it was perfectly like placed. It was like, perfectly timed. It was amazing. So hats off. Amazing. Yeah. Been working really hard, really, really hard. Just Taishi. putting in the overtime for it. Yeah. Taishi, I want to get to some fan questions, but before I do, you, you've said so many things that I want to go off on tangents to, but we're going to run out of time. I do want to say hello to you. I got boy. time today. We can I, even, yeah? let's go for right, an hour. Right. Right, I, got right. time. Okay. I got time. I got time today. I got time today. <laughs> I got time. <laughs> All right, hold on. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you to that. Then I'm gonna keep you a little bit longer. Uh, go for it. Okay, so one thing I want to ask, though, you kind of go on it about the gym and about training, right? Did you see this video of actually uh, this girl is very much like you in the sense that she's an MMA fighter, but she's also a BMX racer uh, at One FC, Elise Anderson. She trains out of uh, Miami with MMA, I believe MMA Masters. She may have changed, but Elise Anderson, she's a One FC atom weight. Okay, so you don't have to fight her. So we're not. Oh, yeah, you know. she's small. Yeah. <laughs> so look I'm at like, this. I'm like, dude, I weighed like 105 when I was like, hey, three years old. Let me see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at this. Look at this video that she posted. Okay, so she posts this. She's the one on the ground. Okay, and it's a quick video. So, so see if you can catch this, though. She's the one on the ground. This is her training. Body won't tell me the world is gonna roll me. Did you see so that? So Elise was on the ground or she was on the She's the one on the ground. <laughs> oh no. Okay. So if you are, again, for our audio listeners, Taisha, it's a video of Elise Anderson, former guest of the podcast, friend of the podcast. She's on the ground with headgear on. She's getting up. Her opponent's standing there, one hand on the ground, one knee. Like there's, I mean, this is illegal in every sense of the word. And the girl just straight out soccer kicks her in the face. I mean, that that was that was not cool. When I saw that, I mean, I was like, you can't even do that. So no, like, there's no organized because she is in one FC where you're allowed knees to a grounded opponent. But I don't. But I don't think you're allowed to do that. I'm gonna play it one more time. Okay. No, it depends. Was that like an amateur? Because they had headgear. Oh no, this is her training. This is her sparring partner. I don't know who that girl is. She didn't post the name of that girl. Well, Watch. send her my way. Oh, the, who the, tra- the training partner? 
Yeah, that was uncalled for. You're supposed to help your teammate, not her. Hold, hold on. Why? Okay, I'm going to play it again. This time, pay attention to what the girl does after she kicks her. Like, look at her body language of the girl that kicks her, okay? Watch this. Body won't roll me. The world is going to roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in. She doesn't, like, touch Doesn't her. help her up. Doesn't, doesn't help apologize. her up. Yeah. I don't know, man. That no, is that was not cool. And you know what? I've had... I I won't get into too detailed with it, but I've had a similar experience. Yeah. Um, that one was that one was really bad. That was actually before my Tito versus Ortiz fight two weeks out, and I almost had to pull out because they thought I had like a broken orbital. So yeah. she, I didn't have headgear, obviously, but yeah, just from my experience, you know, with the teammate, we're supposed to help each other. You know, give honest work. You know, obviously, you don't baby it, you know, yeah. but we're not supposed to hurt each other at all. That was not but cool. But that's I illegal. hope she apologized to her out of because that was illegal for one. And I for mean, two, if she was getting ready for a fight in camp, you're not supposed to do that. She is. You know? I, she is. And we always do a Friends of the Podcast update, Taisha. So forever, because you're now our friend. Yes. Like whenever you have a fight you with coming. me forever. Forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you have a fight coming up, we'll tell people about it and we try to get people to watch your fights and stuff like that, right? Like, we'll think, uh, Elise Anderson, she does have one coming up. She okay. uh, she says that she's starting fight camp. Like, you can't be taking blanket shots to the face like that. I mean, good Did for her. Did she post that video? She posts. So here's the thing, Taisha. Let's let's talk some conspiracy here. Okay. She, she posts it, right? Mm -hmm. But doesn't tag the girl. I don't, if I'm not mistaken, she doesn't. And then the flood of comments from fans and other professionals that are like, what the fuck is that? Who does that? Like uh, one that I saw that was funny was uh, Meatball Molly McCann. I believe she's a flyweight. She's your yeah. weight class. Uh, she was going off saying, who the hell is that? That's brutal, blah, blah, blah. So I kind of wonder, like, is Elise posting that because... A, she's cool about it. And she's like, ha ha, I got beat up. I mean, she puts a funny song to it. Or is or partly conspiracy theory, Tim says she's putting it because she's like, I'm putting this girl on blast. And now like the whole MMA community is going to be like, who the hell is this chick? And get mad at this girl because you can't be sparring with people like that, man. That's crazy. We need to get Elise on here and figure it out. Because I feel like if you were trying to really put someone on blast, like you would tag them and make yeah, like but, a long post right no but see but this is why because now she could go oh i wasn't putting you on blast i was doing it as a funny thing now that you're uh, getting all this hate mm. that's not my problem I yeah, that's know. a tough one i wouldn't Oof. have posted that unless i was trying to really like out and get the girl and be like this is not okay and, yeah you know. i don't know no idea who it is maybe maybe that will come out now but as of the time of us recording this i didn't know who it was so uh crazy yeah. You know what? If it was Ty, Ty'd be to be a, a, a post after video of her kicking the person's ass. Just like, dude, I would just. Just like we're not putting anyone on blast. Legal way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So at one FC, if they're on the floor, you can knee them in the face. Yeah, you can knee to that knee to the head of a grounded opponent. Wow. So yeah. Can you stomp their head too, or no, is that there's no is that a there's, different organization? That's that that's 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 the San Diego streets. I believe that's what you're thinking of. <laughs> The good old curb stomp. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, no, can, there's no, no, you can't, you can't curb stomp. You can't curb stomp. FC. <laughs> and I don't, and I don't think you can soccer kick. Like you can't do that. Like you can't just head kick someone uh, when they're I didn't, grounded. I didn't know that about one FC. I thought it was like a different crazy like rule set, but damn, it's pretty gnarly to be on the floor and getting kneed in the face. That's... Yeah. Well, that's, that's how um, Demetrius Johnson, you know, the legend. Yes. That's, that's how he just lost. He was on the ground. He's getting up and the dude just boom, knees boom. him right in the face and uh, knocks it's him It's like kind of cool, but scary when it happens to you and not yeah. fun, you know? But yeah, obviously sure. if you do it to other people, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Depends on what side of it you're it's on, like, I guess. It's weird. It's a weird feeling. Yeah, yeah. It's a love-hate. <laughs> uh, I do have a, a few fan questions that I do want to get to. One, okay, this is the last serious question I'm going to ask you. We'll just burn through this question. But this is from, I, I liked it. This is from Megalicious. She oh, asked. Oh, that's at, my girl. Okay. Do you know her? Okay. At yeah. Megalicious. She's actually a really good friend of mine. And she's oh. actually my coworker at the boxing club. But she works oh, at nice. the front desk. And I'm also one of her coaches because she's gotten uh, personal training sessions with me. So oh. I'm literally building her from the ground up. Cool. Cool. I'm All telling right. you, man, I have a cool foundation. Nice. I have a good plan of what i have for my clients they're gonna be badass fighters whether they want to be it or not they're gonna have Send them great the minute, striking <laughs> the minute if they've got great personalities and they want to be on a podcast you send them our way taisha we will have them on i will i definitely yeah, will definitely uh megalicious question is what's been the hardest part of your journey and how did you overcome it Ooh, very thought-provoking yeah, I thought, that is. I thought I was going to say waking up for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like everyone's situation is different at home. And I always tell myself, and I felt like this was a learning lesson when my sister passed. And any type of, like, Anything that I'm like going through, any trial or error, I always try to reset and reframe from that and look at the bigger picture. Using my little sister as an example, because she is my motivation. She is who I live my life through. So I always try to compare myself to that. And that's what helps me overcome any obstacle, any curveball thrown my way. So when I'm training or if I don't want to get up and I'm like, well, you guys don't know this about my sister, but she passed away from cancer and she was okay. doing a seven month chemotherapy um, battle. Um, she didn't pass away from cancer. She passed away from the infection from okay. it. Yeah. But my comparison to that with training and overall life, I'm like, this seven-year-old girl taught me oh my God. so many life lessons. And she was going through it, fighting for her life. Why the fuck am I making excuses of dreading training or getting up or doing this and that? So it's just like she's literally my feel for, for my aspirations. And she's the one that keeps me going. Any moment I feel weak or whatever, you know, I mean, I'm human. I'll cry but I just won't let it like consume me or absorb me like it used to. I just yeah. try to use the reassurance of my little sister, that reminder. And that's what keeps me pushing. I think of her. 
I'm sorry, Taishan. Thank you. I appreciate it. And when you get your hands raised, there's a picture that you 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 have on your hand. Is that her? That is her, and I I oh. carry her picture. So with with, with racing, I, I had a different picture, but I was able to put it on the back of my number plate on my handlebars. So when I was riding, I can see her right there. Obviously, for fighting, I can just get her name printed. But every time after my fight, I've always held that up, win or lose. You know, that's who. That's the person who keeps me going. She pushes me past beyond my limits. So I represent her to the fullest. And I carry wow. that picture every fight. That's amazing, Taishi. That's a beautiful so that's story. Her, that, that's, that's the picture you see, my, my baby sister. That's awesome, Taishi. Thank you for sharing that, too. Like, that's uh, very personal. And thank you. Prince, uh, I have to give huge kudos to Prince for noticing that you were holding up a picture. Like... That's yeah. 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 It, it, Everyone it, it, asks too. They're like, who is that? Who is that? I'm like, this is my little sister. This is my hero right here. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's crazy, Taishi. Um, maybe perhaps going around this, because I know one of the words is family, but at Radio Star asks, what does the tattoo around your neck say? And what's the meaning? <laughs> May, Speaking I, of family. Yeah, even though I got a crazy family and things aren't good right now, I, I still love them and I'll always ride for them. But so the my chest piece, instead of getting like family first, it's pretty much the same, just more deeper and meaningful. So it says, for my family, I will bleed. And that's what's on oh, my chest. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> All right. Because you've got some cool <laughs> tattoos, you know, but that one, that's the one that goes like around your neck, right? Yeah, like, this right is the around one around my Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. It's okay. funny. I always see like a meme, like if your girl has a chest piece, that means she beats up her man or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Or like yeah. she fights guys or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. crazy. And I was and you like, don't... oh my God. Is that meme true though in your case? <laughs> what was that? Is that meme true in your case? Do you... <laughs> Are you beating up your boyfriend are you trying we we have our sparring therapy session so yeah, yeah. Okay. i'll beat all up right. my boyfriend all right i do have to ask about that because uh you know uh there is a lot of inappropriate questions is that a cat in your background yeah so i was actually gonna say i gotta let her in she's in oh. heat right now so okay. she's like super purry okay. love and affection <laughs> And she's like right. telling me, like, open the door, mom. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you, can go, you can go let her in. Go let her in. I'm Are gonna, you, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. she can be on here. Let's yeah, show, I, show us I, I thought it was your boyfriend. Like, yep, she's coming in here. All right, don't mind her purring. Yeah, yeah, no, we always love to see people's pets on Let's the see podcast. She'll come up so. here, you know, cats, they're kind of like humans, like, I don't want to be yeah, touched yeah. unless I want to. <laughs> yeah, they tell they tell you when. Um, like, oh, what are you doing here in my space? They're not yeah. very, you know, lovey like dogs. So, you know? so your boyfriend, he is an MMA fighter as well. Yes, and he's, and he's also named Tyler, which, <laughs> which is very funny. I'm gonna be running into this forever. Yeah, right now, this dude, this dude looks like a fighter. Like he looks like he's a Viking or Aquaman, <laughs> like. This guy is not a guy that you want to mess with. Uh, and he's signed to uh, Cage Warriors, right? Yes, to Cage yeah, Warriors. Yeah, that's he, awesome. He just signed. Um, we all we signed our contracts that, that same day. 
That's um, awesome. Congratulations. He's so stoked, super pumped about that. Um, couldn't awesome. be more proud. That's Things awesome. are really like going up from here for us. We've, we've came a long way. So it's yeah. pretty cool to see how far we've come together on this journey, you know, and, you know, things are just getting started right now. We're really going to be making a lot of noise this year for yeah, sure. You bet. Yeah, you better. And uh, do you guys train together? We do. Um, okay. We train at Premier, which is our striking gym. And that video that you saw with the yeah, Street Fighter, street fighter. Yeah. Um, paintings. And then crazy story. I'll make it a little quick, but I, I switched um, my grappling jujitsu gym to Atos. So now I'll be at Atos where he's training as well. But I did it obviously for my personal growth in this in this career of mine. Um, I just feel like Atos has provides what I need, like the structure yeah. and specifics for MMA, because um, they're having they're already building up an MMA team. Nice. Right? They have a program. And it's it's growing. It's it's really taking off. Um, and I, I need I need that type of training, that type of body work, if I want to be a champion. You know. Yeah. And it's no disrespect to my old coaches, my old team. Like, you know, I had a heart to heart talk with them, and it's always going to be love. That relationship is not going to change. And you know, I love them, and I'll always have their back. But right now, I got to be selfish and make this business move for for my career and they understand that they yeah. support it a thousand percent yeah that's perfect um no that's this great. actually just I... happened by the way so okay. like you caught me on a good <laughs> don't day. tell anyone don't tell anyone no crying no emotions <laughs> now you no have puppy to... eyes no more no no you have to uh i after this podcast is over you gotta um text us the the instagrams of the gyms so that we can add them to the show notes so okay. if people want, so if people want to find these gyms, we'll add them to the show notes. Of course, we always add your in information as well. But you're at Tai Shay on Instagram, so please follow Tai Shay. Get on the get on the train now, because okay. like she said, this, no, I would I mean, definitely. No, I'm telling the fans. I'm links. telling the fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you do that, but I'm telling the fans and the listeners to get on your train now. I'm saying oh, follow yes. you because like big things are coming, and uh, you know, get on it. That's why we. That's why we talked about you on Filipino TV. So if you get like a ton of Filipino followers from Canada, you know that it's because of us because we, yes. you know, we did that, right? Well, I got some from just Combate. Like, yeah, I'm like, oh my God, go. all, these, all these Filipinos following me. <laughs> I'm like, I feel so like, hey, like Ty, yes, for the culture, I, my people. I, I, gotta, I gotta tell you something. And if you wanna save some more money, I know a guy, his name is Tito Atos. He teaches jujitsu up here. He's got one bad eye, but he's not bad. He's got a, like, a, like a white belt in diabetes. Ooh. Something like that. <laughs> he said he has one eye. In one eye. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. He a lot of money. He can't taste. He can't smell. But Yes. <laughs> All right. Taisha, the last question I'm going to ask you before we just get to some other random stuff. But the okay. last question I want to ask you is, uh, this was from at MMA Grayson. I like this question. You're a flyweight. Yes. Can anybody beat Valentina? Ooh, that girl's an assassin. Like what? Like, obviously you I, could beat her, but can anyone beat hey, her? Hey, she's scary. Uh, Ty, this, this is, is where you flex. You got to flex. On, hold on. Are, no, I'm, I'm always going to re remain humble. It's just my goofy personality. But honestly, I feel like there's so many women that are growing and like progressing in this sport. 
I yeah. think at this point, anyone's beatable. And I yeah. think if someone really took the time to study her and just with her foot movement and um, like just the way that she moves because she's so technical, right? And I feel like her IQ is on another level as well. I think if you just really game plan and stick to the game plan, I think yeah. she is beatable. Like, I feel like All anyone right. is. You just can't go in there kind of fighting her fight. And I feel like that's what people get caught up in, right? Yeah. Stick to what you do best and just commit to it. And I mean, with her, I feel like, yeah, that is a goal of mine to be a UFC flyweight champion. So if I have to face her, you know, it's going to take it's going to take like a gun or a knife to put me out because I'll, I'll do whatever it takes to yeah. to get there. And I feel like girls that are that hungrier have a, like a, a stronger why, a stronger purpose. And yeah. I think that's what it really comes down to, too. If your reason and your why, your purpose is stronger than your other opponents, you will come out on top. I feel like, especially when you are a champion, you're kind of coasting. You know, you're like, oh, I'm just kind of just going to be chilling, doing whatever my training. Like, no one can beat me. And that I feel like that mentality, you know, you start sleeping on other people who are really hungry for it, that are like starving out here to to really like be that, you know. Thus, so thus. to answer your question, yeah, I think she is beautiful. Yeah, thus a Juliana, you just gotta really like a Juliana, someone like that, you know, because she does have a background before the MMA, you know, with her Muay Thai. Yeah. So everyone has a weak window. You just gotta really open up that window and target that, attack it. Nice, good. Everyone uh, is. You just gotta really be smart. I feel like a lot of people try to fight too much with heart and not up here. So, and this concludes Ty's TED Talk. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> now, Taisha, okay, you're going to stick with us for a little bit longer? Like maybe yes. like 10 minutes or so? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's 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 um let's talk about something that happened last weekend at the Inganu fight. Did you watch it? I did. Okay. So, I didn't bet though, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Who did you have your money on? I liked Gone. Yeah, I wanted so did... to want to win, which I felt like he did win. Um, that Nagano fight was kind of, I thought that was going to be a knockout. Yeah. yeah. Well, we all hoped it was going to be a knockout. Yeah. Like who would have thought it would get to that? Um, actually, before we talk about that, let me just put out one quick little, um, reminder to people that if you want to support the podcast, please check out middaysquares.com. Use code fight insight 15 to save 15%. These are like healthy snacks, Taisha. These are good for your fight camp. They're like chocolate like bars. It's chalk. It's chocolate that um, it's uh, like protein. It's halfway between a protein bar and a chocolate bar, so it like keeps you satiated during the day. It's really good stuff. Okay. Um, and I do want to say next week on the podcast because people always want to know who we have. Next week on the podcast, we have da, da, da. this is very this is a first for us, Taisha. We've never had someone of this profession, but we have Cutman Brad. Brad. Tate. Wow. This guy, you know, you know that guy. He's like, the cut man. That's the one. <laughs> so the picture I'm showing of Brad, that's where there's a famous meme where there's a girl that's going up, getting the Vaseline put on her. She turns to her coach and the coach starts slapping her in the face. Oh, that's him. And he goes, that's what? Right. Oh, my God. So that oh, my guy. God. That is... You're going to have yeah, yeah. him next week. Yeah. So that. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted oh, to come dude, this week. He seems like a funny dude. I hope and so. I love he wanted his, to. Like, he face, wanted to. Um, 
reaction. Yeah, it's his, so funny. He wanted to come this week, but we said, no, we've got Tai Shay. You move to next week. Right. And also, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> also booked on the podcast, we have uh, just, I just want to put this out there. Uh, movie star, our first ever movie star coming on the podcast. Did you ever watch that TV show, Woo Assassins on Netflix? No, I, I, I did okay. not. So there's a TV show called Woo Assassins. Phil, uh, Prince is leaving. He's had enough. So there's a TV <laughs> show called Woo Assassins. There's a movie coming out called Fistful of Vengeance, which is a sequel to that TV show. And we're having one of the stars of it, uh, Juju Chanzito. Whoa. She oh, plays... <laughs> She she plays Zahn in uh, Wu Assassins. So we've got her coming on the podcast as well. So stay tuned for that. That's is all exciting stuff. Is this on Netflix? Stuff. Yeah, that her, yeah, Wu Assassins is on Netflix. And then there's a movie coming out March 17th called uh, Fistful of Vengeance. And it's like the sequel to the TV show. But yeah, all Netflix stuff. And this this chick is badass. Oh my God, holy. I'm going to watch it. I got yeah, time yeah. today, like I said. There you go. <laughs> I'm it's not good. training until like 1130. So I'm going to check that out. Nice. That's cool. All right. Okay, so one thing I want to talk about in Ganu, uh, we got a couple things. All right, let's. Okay, in Ganu, what's the deal? He's got all these contract problems, kind of Taishi, kind of like to what you were speaking about with like the head games playing before. So we heard that, and he posted. I'm just going to put a thing here. Uh, this is Francis in Ganu. He's talking. He says, he told Helwani, going into the arena, I dressed up, I put my suit on, I walked into the waiting room. And then they said, wow. And I'm like, what's going on? They told me they just received an email from the UFC, said they're going to sue him for talking with uh, this guy. And I'm like, who is that? They're, they're telling me they don't know him pretty much, but he's somebody from Jake Paul's team. And now I'm like, is he a promoter or something? They're like, no. Apparently, the UFC is suing Nganu and his team now because they've been talking to Jake Paul's team about potentially boxing. The mind games that have gone on with this whole fight, there was all the conspiracy about his contract auto renewing, if he was a champion, stuff like that. We went to our Instagram uh, stories and we said to people, we said, okay, you know, with what went on, what should Nganu do now? He's, he's the champion. His contract that he's vocally upset with extends automatically for a year. We, uh, 31% of people that responded to our poll said he should just sit out the year, not even fight. 31% uh, said just fight like normal, one to two times a year, and then go box or do whatever. 13% uh, said uh, don't fight, but then the UFC is going to release him and strip him. I don't think that's really going to happen. 25% of people said that they're probably going to strip him of the belt, but then lock him in for the one year and you just make him do nothing. Taishe, this is a weird situation. He's in this weird contract he doesn't like. What do you think about this? I think it just all depends on what he wants. Like, if he's not happy and this is, I don't know how he's doing on money. I don't know why he would want to fight Jake Paul. Well, um, he wants to box someone for box, millions. Of I mean, I don't know how he's being treated at UFC to even make him want to have these, like, other options yeah. or... I honestly, I wouldn't know. To personally, I would just say just keep fighting. But if you're not happy, then your heart's not really in it. You know, yeah. I feel like he's old enough and gone through some crazy shit in his life that I think he knows what's best for him. And whatever that is, I I hope he succeeds in. Yeah, for sure. You know, I I it's just there's a lot of things that people can say outside of fighting. You know, especially if you're a fan. 
but you just never know what people are going through at home, like, you know, out the cage. So just depending on that, I just, I just hope that he just does what makes him happy and blocks out all the other noise and just kind of listens to his intuition, you know, and do yeah. what's best for Francis Nugani, not for other people, you know? Like if he's not happy with UFC and with Dana and like all the drama that's been going on, is it worth like his mental peace, you know? So yeah. I'm just, I'm just hoping he does what's best for him and for his career. Yeah. So you're That's saying, so, so you're saying as a fighter who's in that scene right now, you're saying, Hey, look, if your mental uh, status is not in it and you're not fully in this and ready and you're, you're at heavyweight, like there's a lot of danger coming at you in these fights. You're saying if your mental status isn't there, just maybe sit it out. Right. Yeah. Because you don't want to make impulsive decisions because you're being emotional. And then, you know, obviously he has a big name and people are always watching him and, saying shit about his every move you know people don't really take a step back and think about all that he's under a, a tough spotlight like dude ufc heavyweight champ like he has to watch what he says how he moves you know what i mean and yeah. maybe it'd just be good for him to kind of take a just to decompress for a little bit you know yeah. and maybe he just needs a little break to figure that out and honestly that's okay all kudos yeah. to him if he does because what he does and, and having these interviews and just like I said, being under the spotlight, it can be overwhelming. So I hope yeah. he maybe just takes a little break just to kind of decompress and figure out stuff or, you know, that's just going to be something he's going to have to weigh out and really figure out what he wants to do. Yeah. And then I'm going to ask you one other thing about the Nganu fight. This is okay. the last thing we'll talk about quickly, but did you notice this? I'm going to play a video here. What was funny there? Your face looks like, what are you showing me? It wasn't yeah. Dana White putting the belt on him. Oh. Da Dana White left the arena, didn't even do a post-event press conference, and didn't, good. and didn't I put didn't the belt. Yeah, did not put the belt on him. Well, you notice because the guy's got hair, and you're like, who the hell's that? Then they do ask him later. They're like, did you notice that Dana didn't put the belt on you? He's like, oh, I don't know. And Ngannou is such a nice guy. Like, he's just like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It wasn't me. I didn't say, I didn't tell him not to put the belt on me. Um, so that's kind of weird, you know? Like, again, we went Did anyone else, like, mention that? Oh, and yeah. People, did Dana yeah. respond? He hasn't responded yet. We're recording this on Wednesday. Apparently, he is doing some sort of press conference, and maybe he'll break his silence. We did ask people, like, what do you think about that? Like, what's, you know, like, what's the deal on something like that? Um, and we went to our Instagram to ask people. And most, a lot of people said he should have put the belt on him. It's goddamn tradition. Like, Dana White is supposed to put the belt on you. He was there. It's not like he was out with COVID or something. So what do you think about that, Taishay? You win the uh... belt and the president kind of makes a public statement by not putting the belt on you. I mean, that's how it has to look. He put the belt on Figueredo. That's fucked up. That's personal. I don't yeah, know. Right? Not cool, right? Obviously, I think I this want is you why to... he's having these mixed emotions. Yeah. I mean, damn, I didn't even notice that. I'm like so shocked right now from that video. Yeah, yeah. The mat, yeah. yeah. 
Imagine how Nganu was, because how would you even know who's putting the belt on you, right? Because you're standing like this, you're looking Yeah, you there. just finished fighting and you're like... The belt just gets know. put around you from behind. It's not like you turn around and see it. So like, he might not have even known until someone says like, hey, dude, Dana didn't even put the belt on you. Like, you'd be like, what the hell, man? Like, I don't know, that's tough. Dana better have a good excuse. We if will I was see. Him, I'm like, dang, I gotta go use the, use the bathroom. I don't Actually, know. Maybe he had to go to the washroom. Maybe <laughs> his bladder was full. He had a lot to drink. And he, dude, can you just put this on quickly while I run to the. Yeah, I'm was... hoping because that's that's messed up. And it doesn't look good just because you, you've been seeing all the drama on social media platforms, you know, and, you know, with him and Dana and the fact that he didn't do that, that kind of added more fuel to the fire. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, so it was like 90. I'm just checking now. It was like 90% said, yeah, it's tradition. Do it. Uh, I think like five people, uh, sorry, not five people, 5% said, get over it. Stop being so sentimental. And 5% said I could care less. But I feel like that 10% of people maybe like, you know, they're just goofing on my poll. But I feel like the 90% saying, yeah, it's tradition. Like he's got to put this on. Like, there's no, no reason. Yeah, so. I mean, I didn't even ah. notice that. That is crazy. Yeah, it's that tough. doesn't look I don't, good on him at all. Yeah, and the way the camera, I swear, like I'm I'm a huge conspiracy theorist when it comes to this whole Nganu situation. Like we've talked about on our podcast, but even the camera doesn't really show who that is. Like, like even the camera was kind of almost looked like it was smart, like it was kind of hiding who it was, the the angle it was taken at. So I don't know. Could be they just all blurred up in the back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Start putting little emojis over the guy's head. You, you know, and your you conspiracies, see. I swear. You and my boyfriend will be talking for like three hours. Yeah, he's yeah. so into that stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, hey, I'll get well, into hey, it. But when he when he's got a fight coming, tell him to call, like, message us and let he does have him on the pocket. When when's his fight? March fourth, Cage Warriors in oh. Delmar. It's like a oh, an hour. Drive is he a, is he us? a good is he a good guy? Like he's fun to talk to. Oh yeah, yeah. Anything? He'll talk yeah? your your ear off. All right, all right, all right. Yes. We know we know he's good looking enough for the podcast. We know that. <laughs> right? no, but can he talk? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he can just he a read? pretty face? I can say? he I don't read? Know. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. We're coming down to the end of the podcast. I do want to give a quick shout out to our friends of the podcast and just uh, say what's happening. Fair play. He's a street beefs fighter. Do you watch street beefs? I do. Okay. So we had fair play on. He's the guy with the suspenders. You know that guy? He's like the main guy. He always fights in suspenders and a dress shirt. Anyways, oh, yeah. He's not, hey, he's not that bad. He's got a no. little grittiness. No, no, no. He is good. He has his first ever professional fight January 29th. So go watch that. We told our fans, I think he's going to live stream it off his Instagram. So watch okay. that. His first pro MMA fight. Uh, Gita Marie. Uh, she's fighting February 5th. Don't forget to tune into that. Connor Tierney. He's a bare knuckle fighter that we had on from uh, England. He has announced that he is fighting for BKFC March 12th in New York City. Denise Zambawanga, number one atom weight for 1FC. She was on our podcast, our most watched podcast ever, maybe before this one, though, Taishé. Uh, she is set up to fight a, a, a rematch against Sohi Ham on March 26th for 1FC. And Jenilyn Olsen, a Filipino fighter, Taishé, fights at a, a team Lakai right. in the Philippines. She, uh, Jenilyn Olsen, is matched up with Shadowcat Jin Radzuan February 11th for 1FC. So that's all of our friends of the podcast have tons of fights coming up. We will keep you informed as to what happens and how those go. But uh, I, know, I will definitely watch and support, especially the Street Beefs one. Yeah, you got to watch that dude, man. Fair play is amazing. He was such a nice dude. You know that guy? He's a cop. 
Like he's a police officer. The guy, like that's crazy. Yeah, such a nice guy though. Like such a gentleman. Really yeah. nice. Yeah, there you go. We're showing. Up yeah, yeah, he's nice yeah. with it. I've yeah. seen him pop up on YouTube, so I'll like yeah. watch yeah. random videos. Yeah, yeah, those street beef fights are awesome. Uh, all right, guys, we are down to the end of the podcast. Taishi, I can't believe you stayed with us the whole thing. I'm so glad you did, though. You're a great person. We're so happy to Thank have you. met you. Like this has been a long time coming. Like I said, we talked about you on Filipino TV, like back in early December. So we're really happy to have you on. Thank Before you for we having you... me. Yeah, thank and you. sorry for the cussing. I, I no, no, that makes it way better. Don't worry. Uh, we will, before we let you go, is there anybody that you want to shout out? Anyone you want to uh, say thanks to anything like that? Um, just shout out to my manager team and, and my coaches and, um, and just like my teammates, just, just for keeping my head on, on the right path and, um, just, yeah, just being in my corner and just always rooting for me. They're always looking out for me. So, um, I appreciate you guys. And um, yeah, big ups to my boyfriend too for being there for me during this crazy time. You know, we've been going through, well, I've been going through a lot this past week. So he's been really, really having me on the right path as well. So yeah, shout out to him for dealing with all of this. Yeah, I can only imagine. <laughs> but, it's got to be difficult. And shout out, yes, <laughs> to my family as well and to you guys for right. having me on here and making it fun, you know, and I can truly be myself, you know, I don't have to be some robot and try to think of like proper words to say and all that. No, so no. you guys definitely made it welcoming and comforting and oh my God, I love you guys. All right. This is so funny. You guys awesome. cracked me up. I actually just wanted to let you know, I was just looking through the Facebook and it looks like we're cousins. We're cousins. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, according to here, your Tito Bachincho is my Tito Bachincho. We'll figure it out. We'll talk we'll about it. We'll figure it out. Off air. <laughs> off air. And even if we're related in some way. Related. Yeah, it says right here. Excellent. All right. <laughs> You're my All right. Hey. <laughs> yeah, this is a family. This is a family match. It's like a DNA and me kind of thing. Uh, yep. Guys, thank you so much for watching the podcast. Again, check out our sponsors. We also uh, we also wanted to give a thanks to Noon hydration these are those tablets Tai Shea, that you throw in your water yeah these are awesome man so thank you to noon check out i think we'll put some stuff in our show notes but i think they have a sale going on 25 percent off i actually check have out. some wait look you have that same stuff i got where is the camera oh, i can't Hold move on, the move, camera there, all right here you oh, go move wow. your hand. nice there you go what are the odds of that that was yeah. not planned this that is like our best friend when after weight cuts and stuff or even just yeah. in a tense camp yeah shout out Nice. I got my own. All right. Now they definitely have to pay us. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for watching. If you're here because of Tai Shea, obviously she's amazing. Please subscribe to us. Follow us on Instagram everywhere. Um, tai Shea, it was a pleasure to meet you. We will have you back on the podcast for sure. Likewise. Good luck with all of your fights. Tell your uh, Aquaman boyfriend that we're going to be hitting him up. And uh, <laughs> Prince, see you okay. later, my friend. We tell him that all the time. Or Thor. Like, yeah, Thor. Thor. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, I will guys. definitely tell him. All right, Thank guys. you guys so Have much for one. having me on. It was nice meeting you. Awesome. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys.